1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Wilfred And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You guys know me. I'm Ben. I ask our auto editor, Scott Benjamin, questions. Scott, do you, you feel like answering some questions that's, today? That's me, and I do feel like answering questions. Great. Then we are ready to get going on this. Uh, we talk a lot about racing. Uh, I, I really enjoy, I've never raced in NASCAR or Formula One or anything like that, what? but I love watching them.
1: Never been in Formula One. I thought
0: I had he picked as a driver, but maybe not. Yeah. No, um, I just wear this yeah. suit and this helmet because <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel better. The Nomex
1: fire suit, yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, good luck. I, I am a. I like to be prepared, Scott. I was a Boy Scout, <laughs> so. But anyway, yeah, we digress. Uh, let's go back to this race topic because what I want, what I was wondering, um, these are races a lot of times of endurance, right?
1: Well yeah there they're, um well there's a difference between endurance racing and what we're talking about sure. here really. Endurance racing is you know maybe 12 hours, 24 hours, mm-hmm. something like that you know, or long distances like uh not that these aren't long distances but um you know 1000 miles in the desert or something like that. That's usually classified as endurance racing. What we're talking about are races that can last as much as 500 miles, 600 miles. Mm-hmm. Uh usually 250, 400 miles. That's kind of the norm. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of um, things that
0: can go wrong in that uh, in that amount of time or that amount of laps. And in that, as a matter of fact, we can count on at least a few things going wrong just just with the, the strain and the stress that these vehicles are put under. Correct. And it's not always something going
1: wrong. It's, um, you know, something that maybe needs attention or something or not attention rather but uh something that needs to be um replaced replenished yeah because Re- yeah, there are things that are, are designed to wear during the race uh such as tires and mm-hmm. fuel um of course fuel, not fuel wears but you understand that it's, yeah. it's used during the race uh so what we're talking about then is we're talking about pit stops
0: right because where do they go when they need yeah they, this this replenishment exactly they have to come in
1: and uh and Perform what they call a pit stop, and this is in really basically any kind of race. And there's sprint races where you know this isn't necessary, but sure. uh, for the most part, you know when you're talking about a, a race, a NASCAR race, a, for, a Formula One race, Indy, IndyCar race, uh, you're going to see pit stops.
0: Yeah. Well, and, are they always the same pit stop?
1: No, no. They're actually they're dramatically different between all different series. Now, the the idea behind them is the same. That you know, you you fix and replace and repair and um, you know do whatever you have to do. Yeah. There's some races where you know the drivers will switch if you're talking endurance racing, like we just mentioned. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, there are other ones where um, you know the vehicle's been damaged and needs to be uh, repaired quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it's just you know just needs fuel and tires, which is kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are adjustments that can be made. There's all sorts of things that can happen during a pit stop. The driver could come in because of you know uh, the need something fixed within the car maybe there's uh you know an electrical failure maybe there's you know something like that happening Mm -hmm. um they won't pull in just because they need a drink or something like that but um that also happens during a pit stop and we'll talk about that a little bit later too
0: well let's i i am surprised uh i know of course I'm, i'm showing a bit of my ignorant nature here when i admit uh that i had i did not know that pit stops were different across races, and it seems as though they are. But before we really get into that, uh, we, we've talked about the basics here, uh, tires and gas, right? We mm-hmm. yes. have basics, or fuel, I should be more correct when sure. I say that. Uh, my record for changing a tire, for getting out of the trunk, putting it on, putting the spare, or taking it off, putting the spare on, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, is, Actually, not too bad. It's a little bit under uh, nine minutes, I think. Nine minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, pretty good. I was I was lucky. You know, the wind was at my back that day. <laughs> but uh, surely nine minutes is not going to cut it for changing one tire to pit stop. Uh, How fast are these guys? Well,
1: it uh, depends on what type of series you're talking about because that also is uh, dramatically different. Really? Yeah, that's right. So if you're talking about NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, mm. all of them have different... Acceptable times, I guess, because, you know, you, you go through these eras where, you know, in the 70s, it might have been 20 seconds acceptable for, you know, this, this pit stop and this, this division, whatever we're talking about. Seconds. 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah, 20, 25 seconds. That might have been fine back then, but now, you know, depends on, again, what you're talking about, but uh-huh. it could be as little as 10 seconds.
0: Wow. I yeah. almost got, I almost got bleeped out. Long. I almost said some <laughs> inappropriate. Long
1: pause. And you know what? Yeah. That's not even the, the lowest. I'll tell you about that later. Well, let's go. Um, Really, just yeah, yeah. They get really, really low. I mean, you you wouldn't believe
0: how fast this happens. It's it's really impressive. It's it's something to watch. Well, we've got two options here. Then how 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 do we want to work this out, Scott? Do we want to do we want to go uh, maybe race by race, like NASCAR, Indy, Formula One, and talk about each one, or do we want to talk about general specifics across the three? Um.
1: Well, let's let's talk about um. Let's talk about each one. Let's just do it that way. We'll go right down the list. And I've got them in in that order. I've got NASCAR, IndyCar, and Formula One here. And we can talk about them just as we go. We can, you know, tell me whatever you want. Sounds good to me. Okay, so NASCAR. NASCAR, you're pretty familiar with that stock car racing, right? Yes, sir. Um, Seven men are allowed over the wall uh, for NASCAR uh, pit stop. And that doesn't mean that there are more than or less than seven. Or I'm sorry, it doesn't mean that there are exactly seven people that are working on the it car. It could there's, be three. There, no, no, there, there are always seven over the wall. Um, there could be even one more that's allowed over the wall during some races. It depends if if uh, the person is only going to take off the uh, the windshield cover. There's a, a tear off mm-hmm. uh, for the windshield. There's, there are t- so there are times when an eighth man is allowed, um, but the, he has a very limited roll. So it's usually just seven people maintaining that vehicle during the pit stop. Okay. There's a jack man, two air wrench men, two tire men, a fuel man, and a catch, a catch can man, which is really working with the fuel man. Okay. Um, so those are the seven people. And usually a NASCAR pit stop is acceptable is around 15 seconds. Wow. Somewhere around there, or less than 15 seconds is preferred, of course. Now, that's just a a generality. I mean, uh, we're going to talk in general terms for all this because there's always going to be exceptions. You know, maybe they don't give it a full shot of fuel. Mm -hmm. Maybe they only do the tires. Maybe uh, they only do the right side tires. Um, You know, that type of thing. There's a lot of variables in this. So we'll we'll say just a full uh, tires, fuel generally takes about 15 seconds. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. So. Again, that, that, but that's, here's, we'll talk about this also, but, yeah. um, th- one of the big differences is in how the vehicle is raised in the air, and not only, not just the number of people, but how the vehicle gets up in the air. Each, each of those three series that I, we mentioned uh-huh. has a different way of getting the vehicle up so you can get the tires off. Now, there's a jackman in NASCAR. In NASCAR, there is one jackman. And, and he has you have to carry that jack over the wall, get it underneath the, the outside edge of the car first, Then come around to the other side, jack the car up again, and then let the car down. That's one person's job. In IndyCar, which we'll get into in a moment, there are air jacks, which um, are like these pneumatic, um, I guess, rods that drop down and push the car up straight in the air as soon as it lands in the pit. Um, It has something to do with the fuel. It's an air-activated system. Okay. And uh, so there's no jack man in Indy, and there's no device or anything that lifts it other than these pneumatically controlled jacks. Huh. They they, uh, they drop out from the bottom of the vehicle, and in F1 there's actually a front and a rear jackman, but it's kind of a different thing. It looks like almost like a hand truck or a hand dolly. Oh, okay. And they drive the the when they enter the pits in F1, the driver drives right into almost right into that jackman. You'll see it kind of it almost strikes the jackman. Really, he's holding the jack in place, mm-hmm. and then he he quickly bends down, lifts up the the front end. The person in the back has to approach the vehicle after the car stops and then insert the jack and lift it up. So there's a front and rear
0: in F1. I see. And the front goes up first. All right, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. No, no, so no, no. I think, I um, think
1: a, a preview is good here. Now, when in IndyCar, uh-huh. there are six people out over the wall. So it's slightly different than NASCAR. There's six versus seven. Because there's no Jackman. Uh there is no Jackman, that's right. And uh the, the positions are roughly the same. Um, you know, there's a fuel person air wrench. You know, there's a single lug on these. Instead of in NASCAR there's I believe there's five lugs on each wheel. So that's a quick work, you know, the real mm-hmm. fast air wrench work. In IndyCar there's just one, a single nut. So um it's a little bit faster, but um again, you know you're still taking a wheel off and putting it surprisingly they're they're relatively close in time. An average IndyCar car time uh pit stop is right around I'm gonna say right around ten, twelve seconds. Um that'd be kind of a ballpark. That's you know, a general ballpark. So it might be a little bit more. Um but it's still pretty fast. I mean
0: when you consider what they're doing. Quick question, Scott. Yeah. Uh just just for clarification. With these teams of two airmen and two tiremen, mm-hmm. is that one airman, one tireman per side? Um, no,
1: I believe it's – no, they do it <laughs> – this this gets where it gets confusing because uh, when you watch these guys, you'd almost – they're moving so quickly. Sure. It's tough to tell who's who's where. Um, so the, the two – they they attack one side of the car at a time. I see. So – they, they all head to the outside edge. The jackman lifts up the car. You know, they get the wheels off. They put the wheel on. One person is just holding the tire. The, the one person is just working the wrench only. Okay. So, there's someone working on the front, someone working on the back. There's two sets of two guys working on the vehicle. Yeah. And then they move to the, the other side of the vehicle, the inside edge. Okay. Um, closest to the wall. I see. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about something that's incredible to watch, mm-hmm. watch a Formula One pit stop. Um, this can have as many as and I've I've tried counting this Ben I can't find it anywhere. Uh-huh. I've seen as many as twenty people attacking an F1 car at one time.
0: How do they get How do they get twenty people it, around it? <laughs> it seems like it,
1: you wouldn't believe it. It, it. it the driver drives into almost what looks like a U shape of people, um, kind of like mm-hmm. a funnel. The mm-hmm. car when the car hits the pit stop, so they're they're surrounding the car completely surrounding the car. Hmm. Um, Everyone has a very specific job in, in Formula One, really specific. I mean, I mean, tiny little job to do. not tiny. I mean, they're all important, of yeah, course. But, but what I mean is, very they've got a, sp- they've very got a Exactly, they've got one job to do. They do it, and it's done. A Formula One pit stop can be achieved in right around seven seconds. Hmm. And that's that's full fuel, which is electronically controlled. By the way, the fuel is predetermined before the car comes in. How much they want to take in. They program it. They take out this uh, this huge uh, filler hose mm-hmm. attached to the vehicle, and and just as much as they
0: want it to goes in. Just it, pop it in. Though. Exactly
1: as much as they want it to, because that has a lot to do with weight and and how far they need to go, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So they can either conserve time by adding less fuel if they know they're going to be able to come in or make it to the end of the race, mm-hmm. or um, you know, give it a full load of fuel.
0: Well, let's talk. Let's talk about some of the the irregular aspects uh of course as we know accidents happen and we've mentioned this before in some of our other racing episodes Mm -hmm. uh let's say somebody gets a a crack on on the front uh area of the vehicle or Mm -hmm. something smacks in the back that the pit stop is the time where that's fixed as well correct yeah they do this incredibly fast body work and that's a lot lot of it's just quick release hardware
1: Mm -hmm. um so they pull in um, someone knows exactly what they're going to need before they come in because they have communication with the driver, of course, you know, two-way uh-huh. radios. Um, they know exactly what they need when they come in. They have it ready to go. As soon as it pulls in, they do that also. Now, that adds that adds time, or they may come in just for that repair. They may not take tires at that point. They may not take fuel. It depends on what they need. I see. Um, so it can be accomplished quickly. But remember, every time you're in the pits, you're losing positions out on the track. Right. Doesn't matter when it is. Even if it's under caution, you're mm-hmm. better to come in under caution because you know the field is traveling slower, and you're you're more yeah. likely to come out on the lead lap. Um, there's a lot of pit strategy that happens in races. In fact, a lot of races are won or lost in the pits. That's, on pit strategy, yeah, and you'll hear that thrown around a lot yeah. on the weekends. That races are won or lost here, and in fact, it's it's really true. I mean, you can see it. If there's a mistake made, um, a lot of times you know, the, the the race is lost because of the pit crew. Um, or it could be one because of the pit crew. Um, not to downplay the drivers for all, right, but right. Um, it's—I'd it, say equally important. Really,
0: really—that—that yeah. sounds like a high-stress
1: occupation already. It, it really is, yeah. And, and there can be some really bad mishaps in the pits, and there can uh-huh. also be some—you know—just fantastic things that happen in the pits. It's—it's it's all about incredible precision. Uh-huh. If you watch them, it really is. Um, it's like like a ballet or something. I mean, they're really they're really well timed, perfect in everything they do, and that's because they practice, practice, practice. I mean, they do they don't ever stop practicing.
0: Boom! You read my mind. I was going to ask. That was one of the questions. They do drills. Oh, they do lots of drills. In fact, they I, um, they, they practice all week long.
1: Mm-hmm. The day of the race, the you know, I mean, maybe not the day, exact day of the race, but every day up to the race. During the race is the big show, and then they start practicing again for next week.
0: And kind of uh, play, uh, or not not play, but they they run contingency plans and different scenarios. Of so.
1: course, yeah, they've got to have everything ready to go. So if you know they they practice replacing um, in Formula One, they may re- practice replacing the the front nose piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they may practice um, making you know adjustments, um, downforce adjustments to the car, uh-huh. wedge adjustments to a NASCAR. Um, you know it just. Everything they they take into account everything, and um, one thing I should mention is that in, in Indianapolis they have something called Carburation Day, which has been shortened to Carb Day recently because cars don't really have carburetors. Right, right. There. there's that. Um, yeah, so Carburation Day at the Indianapolis 500. I think it's usually held on the Thursday. I'm thinking, stressing my mind here, but I think it's Thursday before the race, and they have a competition for pit crews. Uh, a speed competition oh, and this wow. year's winner of the indianapolis 500 which was helio castroneves his team actually won the pit crew competition which kind of says something you know that his yeah. team is precision that's uh that's team penske really uh-huh. um his team won with a time of and i believe it was just uh, just under eight seconds it's like 7.98 seconds or something Jeez. like that um extremely fast and that's again that's fuel and tires man that's... so you're talking like eight seconds but that's you know running in a competition that's not a real race scenario mm. so it, it i'm i'm assuming that a race average time now is is right around the 10 second mark you know that's probably about average
0: and it could be cuz this really is a situation where milliseconds might make a difference it they, they truly do yeah because um you know if they if they leave the pit just
1: a second too late or uh-huh. i mean a half a second too late or you know even yeah. less um they risk you know losing a spot out on the track
0: let's let's go back to something we mentioned earlier, but we didn't really examine, talking about if the driver needs a drink or something like that. Does that happen in the pit stop? Yeah, start? it does.
1: And and the funny thing is, like, you know, we mentioned that, you know, there are X number of men left yeah. at the walls, you know, seven, six, whatever, uh-huh. is, 16 um, There's often, you'll see someone with a, uh, a pole, like a long, a long extension pole. And Uh, sometimes they'll have a a cool drink on the end of that pole that they can hand to the driver through the window, yet not go over the wall. So it's kind of a way of getting (laughs) around that rule, really. Or they may have um, a squeegee that, you know, they can clean the window with. Or they Mm -hmm. can remove debris from the front end of the car, so, you know, it improves aerodynamics. there's a lot they can do to kind of get around this, and they and they do, mm-hmm. which is uh, I think it's interesting. It's it's you know innovative,
0: I guess, and it's and it's allowed too. It's, it is allowed as not, long as they're not over the it's wall. It's not
1: playing dirty at all or anything. Yeah. That's just you know here's a safe way to hand the driver a drink.
0: Oh uh, yeah, you know okay. that type of, and the driver usually just crumples up the cup and throws it out the window, and they're gone. I I've got to ask you. I only have two more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, first of these, how, do we know how people become pit crew? Well, operatives? Well,
1: yeah, I think they're actually training. I mean, of course, they're mechanics. Yeah, trained for that type of thing. You know, that either the, the race team, you know, recruits them or mm-hmm. somehow they, they you know come in contact with one another. And then it's going to take. It's not. You're not going to be a pit crew member right away. Of course, you would have to go through extensive training. I mean, sure. I would guess, and I'm I'm just guessing, but mm-hmm. you may not be the the man for the wall the first year um you may be, you know you maybe the next year after yeah. you train and train and train because they're not going to have somebody on the team that uh, you know on that team mm-hmm. that makes that much of a difference in the race results mm-hmm. right away you know because there, there could be mistakes made no matter how much confidence they have in you it'd be it'd be pretty rough uh to be put in that position too i think
0: yeah and and if you look at it from that way it, it really makes sense i'm sh- i'm guessing here as well scott but just my assumption would be that there's another team of people behind the wall who are prepping everything for the crew that goes over the wall.
1: Oh, there are, um, there are extra men. I don't know if it's an, another complete team, right? But um, yeah, there are extra people that are working behind the scenes that you don't really see. That you know, mm-hmm. um, they're back there.
0: They're part of the team, but they're uh, they're doing the kind of the behind the scenes work. So for our listeners who might be interested in uh, joining up with the pit crew with Team Penske, uh, yeah. the number one in the game right now. Uh, one of the things they might want to consider is, uh, you know, making making a real continual effort at it because you're probably not going to get over the wall, yeah, right away. Well,
1: that's pure speculation on my part. Sure, my that's part, speculation but, on my part. But, but, but I mean, I just can't imagine them putting a, a mm-hmm. relative no- novice mm-hmm. over the wall at Indianapolis.
0: Uh, you know, enormous responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Nerves of steel. You have to be incredibly fast. Yeah. Yeah, basically, be like the Flash with an air ray. Extremely physically fit as well, because
1: I mean, you're throwing those tires around and you're you're yeah. running. And I mean, you, you watch them as they they go around the vehicle. They're practically laying sideways. They're they're cornering so hard on their shoes, you know, as they get around the
0: vehicle. Yeah, uh, these guys are athletes. They really are. That's a really good point. Yeah, they're mechanic athletes. You know what? If I was on a pit crew, I think I would I think I would be good as either the front jack man on the Formula One. Or maybe the the guy who gives the drinks out of pole. Talk about nerves of steel. You
1: got to let the Formula One car come right at you and almost well, it, comes, it hits you really. Hey man, we live on the edge <laughs> on this show. What what about you? What would you do? Uh, I think Formula One, just because I like to be an in, in Indy car too. I mean, I like the open wheel stuff. I'm not so much uh, you know, the uh, the stock car. Yeah, that's just not me. I'd, I'd much rather be the uh, the open wheel. You'd much rather be driving. I, you know, and because I've. I've spent so much time lived in Indianapolis for a long time and I've been around that race so often that um, that might
0: be my choice Indianapolis and that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good choice there so we probably wouldn't run into any competition (laughs) well I guess if our if our listeners want to learn some more about the races they can uh, they can check back on our earlier episodes we've got the car of tomorrow I blog about
1: uh, racing all the time on my, on my blog post every day on the homepage. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's just a lot of information out there on our site available. And thanks so much for tuning in and giving us a listen. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any ideas or suggestions for future topic, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from
1: the Future, Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it
0: today on iTunes. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.